The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Welcome to the program. I'm Lori Rubinson, talking sports, having fun with you here on The Fan at 877-337-6666. Producing tonight, Mr. Paul Rosenberg. And coming up after me for your overnight, you got a manual, but I have four big hours to keep you company right now. And you can keep me company, like the light, either on Twitter. Hit me up there. I'll read your comments at L. Rubinson. Or on the phone. Phone lines are open. 877-337-6666. Um, great show planned for you tonight. And a lot of topics. Um, of course, Kyrie Irving. And yesterday it was about trade rumors. And Kyrie Irving asked for a trade. And within hours, the Nets said, good riddance. Trading him away to the Dallas Mavericks. We will break down the trade. Early first reactions. Who won? Who lost? And what does it mean? What happens next for the Brooklyn Nets? Then, and I'll have a guess for you, coming up at 11.15, Stefan Bondi from the New York Daily News going to join me also to talk about the Knicks and Knicks had a huge win tonight. Not sure if you saw that game. Uh, it was on, um, you know, on TV. It was like ESPN's national game tonight. And the Knicks were down 21 points in the first quarter. And R.J. Barrett not playing tonight was sick before the game. Mitchell Robinson still injured. And tough for the Knicks to match up against one of the better teams in the NBA and certainly in the Eastern Conference, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. They're only two and a half games back. That's after losing tonight. Two and a half back of the Celtics for best overall record in the Eastern Conference. And so to play a team like the Sixers with Joel Embiid, clearly one of the best players in the NBA, and the last couple of years, um, has been in that conversation, a top three guy for league MVP. He's that good, and he's that big and that dominating. And so no Mitchell Robinson, the smaller Knicks, and the Sixers having, you know, James Harden is there and healthy. So they had their weapons, and the Knicks coming off of a back-to-back where they went into overtime last night would have had every excuse to be exhausted, to be flat, to be tired. Well, they came out flat in the first quarter, went down 21 points, and instead of giving up, turned around and won this game 108-97. to Terrific team win, contributions up and down the lineup, including players, uh, in particular Evan Fournier, who has been rooted to the bench most of the season. Tom Thibodeau taking him out of the rotation. Thibodeau 
favoring the defense first, guys. But when you look at the trade deadline, the NBA trade deadline, and Kyrie Irving, obviously the biggest name, and that trade ship already happened, but Thursday is the deadline, and we look and say, will the Nets do something else? What will the Knicks do? As they approach this trade deadline, when you look around the league, a lot of teams can use three-point shooting. So can the New York Knicks. And yet, there he is, sitting there most nights, growing roots on the bench. Evan Fournier, 17 points in this game off the bench, went 5-for-8 on three-pointers. And that's just a huge, huge contribution. Plus 28, plus minute, plus minus minutes. Knicks were up plus 28 points in the 24 minutes that Fournier was on the court, which is huge. Uh, Deuce McBride, also a big contribution, 23 big minutes, a plus 34 in plus uh, minus 14 points. And then Isaiah Hartenstein, the points don't show in only two, but 14 rebounds and a goody effort. I mean, just to stand in there, he and Jericho Sims against uh, the size and skill and ability of a Joel Embiid. And it may not feel like the Nets, uh, the Knicks did much against him. Embiid with 31 points, 14 rebounds. But still, he didn't go bananas. He didn't have one of these games where he yeah, scores 47 points. He, had, he got his, but really nobody else did. And good team win. And, and the difference in this game, as you, as you think about, you look at the Knicks and needs and whatever, the Knicks have played more overtime games than any other team this season. And why is that? Because the Knicks are one of these teams sitting there kind of just in the middle. They're an in-the-middle team. And when you're an in-the-middle team and you lack that Joel Embiid, that Kevin Durant, that, that superstar player, you might have all-stars, but you like superstars. When you don't have superstars, then you have to do all the little things right. And that's tough to do. And on this night, we saw it felt like Every 50-50 ball, every ball on the floor, you know, there was the Knicks all over the place. Running for everything, hustling for everything, outworking the Sixers for everything, coming off of a back-to-back. I would imagine this had to be one of the more satisfying wins of the season for Coach Tom Thibodeau with the way the Knicks played. So, where uh, was this? I don't know. Under the circumstances, where does this one rank so far? Best win? of the next season so far, and what are the next next needs as we approach the trade deadline. So we'll talk about that. That's Stefan Bondi from the New York Daily News going to join me. We'll talk Kyrie Irving trade. We'll talk about the Knicks and their needs. Big win tonight. So that's coming up. That interview will be 11-15. Coming up right after the update in the midnight hour then, I'm going to be joined by Matt Matt is from Sports Info Solutions. I've had him on before. Um, He does a phenomenal job in breaking down the NFL, but with a little bit of a different perspective, giving us some of the, I know, don't be scared. It'll be a little bit of, um, you know, from a, from a, I hate to even use the A word because I know people freak out a little bit from an analytics perspective, but, uh, 
he's going to give us some numbers that I think will be helpful. Starting with, I will ask the question for those of you who are planning some bets for the Super Bowl. Um, let's get some breakdown information that might help you um, as you're figuring out how to wager. Um, so we'll get that from Matt, but not just the Super Bowl. Then also, I want some information. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, as we look at those players, as we try and rank those players and understand their value as the Giants are looking um, towards contract negotiation, we'll get some help on that. And then for the Jets, look, you know, court, uh, Jets have made no, uh, have not been shy about the fact that they are in the market for a veteran quarterback. And so looking at some of the options that are out there, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, would love to get Matt's perspective. You know, Aaron Rodgers, how much is he falling off? How much does he, you know, what do the numbers say? What do what the, you know, what's the analysis say in terms of Aaron Rodgers and his trajectory? And then Derek Carr, obviously tough season with the Raiders, but where does he rank? And so we'll talk about that from a Jets perspective and then look ahead a little bit to the draft and draft needs as we start to. We had the Senior Bowl uh, this week, and so we're starting to see and get a look at some of those prospects as we look ahead to the draft, and we'll have the Combine coming up and all of that stuff. So as we think about those needs, we'll start to look at that a little bit. And then finally, so that's coming up after midnight, and then in the 1 o'clock hour, we're going to do something I almost feel I feel kind of bad that I don't spend much time doing this, but I thought this would be a good night. I know with a Kyrie Irving trade and a lot of stuff, of course, always going on um, in the world of sports, we all don't always pay attention to the WNBA and the New York Liberty. Um, but if you follow women's basketball, and even if you don't, this was a huge, huge week for the WNBA and in particular for New York. And for a, a city like ours that has not had a championship in quite some time since the uh, 2011 New York Giants, we haven't had a championship in this city. And we always ask ourselves, you know, who's the team that's ne- you know, most likely to do it next? Well, after the week that we just had, the answer just might be the New York Liberty. And it'll be interesting to see how the New Yorkers take to that team the Liberty in free agency, getting the biggest name out there on the market, Brianna Stewart, choosing the Liberty. And now the the, Lib, the Liberty has really a big four, not even a big three. Um, they have four stars on that team. I'm curious what the impact for the Liberty and can they get more traction in this market, um, even for the WNBA as a whole. So that story interests me. That'll be coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. All right, so that's sort of a big picture. Um, And of course, um, coming up this hour, phone lines will be open, taking your calls. You weigh in before the guests. Let's start, though, with this Kyrie Irving trade. I want to give you my analysis, my evaluation on it. So first, I think the Kyrie Irving trade is all about, if we're going to look at the Nets and the Mavericks, who wins, who loses, all of this. It's about upside and downside. It's about ceiling and floor. It's about good potential and bad potential. Because there is no doubt 
that when you get the the focused all-in Kyrie Irving for whatever period of time you get that person, that player, he's a superstar. He is very clearly capable of being the number two superstar, part of a Batman and Robin duo that can win you a championship. He's done it. Did it with LeBron in Cleveland. And even with the Nets, for as bad as Kyrie Irving's tenure and time with the Nets has been, and it has mostly been terrible, disruptive, painful, embarrassing, for all those things, let's just look at this brief window this season when... Jacques Vaughn took over as head coach of the Nets, a coach clearly that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving Irving were respecting. Someone who put into place the right structure to get this team to play defense. And what happened when the Nets had a healthy Kevin Durant and and a healthy and focused Kyrie Irving? They won 12 games in a row. And for a brief shining moment there, for a few weeks, they looked like one of the contenders for a title in the NBA. And even with Kevin Durant getting hurt, sprained MCL, you knew he'd be out a little while. As lo- Once you saw that period of time with both of them, then you knew, and with Jacques Vaughn as a coach, and with Nick Claxton coming on and, and the defensive system, sure, they could upgrade at the NBA trade deadline to build more, go all in with this roster, with Durant, with Kyrie Irving. But what you saw was that the Brooklyn Nets, with a focused, dialed-in Kyrie Irving with Kevin Durant, were one of the... Four or five teams in the NBA that you look at and say, they are legitimate title contenders. They could win a championship. Six teams, whatever it is. There's, we can go through and take a look and say, you know, who legit has a shot to win a championship? The Celtics, the Bucks. If you want to say the Sixers, I don't really think so. But I would say Celtics, Bucks. I would have said Nets with Durant and Irving healthy, focused, all in, come playoff time. The Nuggets, you know, we're looking and saying, you know, if everybody's healthy and playing the right way and together and focused, the Clippers. I mean, there's a handful of teams you would look at and say, I think they can win a championship. And the Nets would have been one of them. But the sad thing is, there's Nets fans certainly now. And as Celtics fans certainly know, and as Cleveland Cavalier fans certainly know, the Kyrie Irving experience is all about upside and downside, ceiling and floor, potential, good and bad. And so far, his track record is it will always go bad. And the question is when? 
And in this case, I can only give you, you know, reading the rumors, the hearsay, the reports of what's out there, and then my own interpretation. It seems, and pardon me to Kyrie Irving if I'm reading this wrong, but it seems like what this is about, money. Kyrie Irving, in this moment, felt like this was the time for him to get a four-year max deal with the Nets. The Nets were not offering that, given his erratic behavior over the last few years, on and off the court. They offered up an extension, but not the four-year full max. And as a result, Kyrie decided he wanted to trade. Now, did LeBron James being in town over the last uh, week or so, maybe, get in his ear a little bit? His former teammate, friend, LeBron, who, by the way, he spurned, (laughs) scorned, walked out on when they were in Cleveland, wanted to trade out of that, too. But... The chance to maybe go to L.A., play with LeBron, as opposed to doing the hard stuff while Durant is hurt, having to carry the entire Nets team, feel like you do, night in, night out, feeling like you're being reliable here on the court. And I get it. Kyrie, when he is healthy and, and dialed in and interested, is one of the, he's an all-star. He's an all-NBA player. He's one of the best players in the league when he is all-in, when you get the good Kyrie. But it eventually turns. And what's infuriating is for all the off-the-court stuff and, and, and sometimes the um, whether that the distractions – the uninformed or uneducated takes like saying the earth is flat or promoting an anti-Jewish movie that he's not fully aware of all of its content. For all of that, there's also the charming Kyrie Irving. There's the philanthropic Kyrie Irving who helps others and is community service-minded. The articulate Kyrie Irving who makes so much sense. And, And the... Guy on the basketball court you can see who supports his teammates while he's out there. And who pound for pound, inch for inch. I mean, this guy, has anybody played as physically at that height and and fearlessly in the paint against much bigger players taking it to big men in the paint since Allen Iverson? So much skill, so much heart, so much impact, so much potential impact from Kyrie Irving. But which Kyrie are you getting? If he dials it all in for Dallas, then suddenly, next to Luka, they become a fascinating team in the West. On the other hand, if he is a distraction... If they sign him after the season to some long-term extension and he decides he's not happy, they could be 
poisoning and polluting things with with their young superstar in Luka Doncic, one of the best players in the league. Huge risk and always the Kyrie reward potential for Dallas. And for the Nets, did they get enough? We'll talk about that.